0: hello
1: hello happy halloween
0: happy halloween um uh i have to admit i'm a tad lit due to the holiday Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nick made some bomb, um, like, apple cider rum drinks. I don't even know, but I had two of those. Mm, and
1: Nick is like a little mixologist.
0: He is a little mixologist bartender. No, he's really good. Yeah, it was delicious. He even put, like, cinnamon on the rim. Mm, so, yum. yes, it, it is Halloween. I'm wearing black and orange for <laughs> to be festive. Um, I don't know how your Halloween has been going, but I just have to tell you guys. I'm severely disappointed because I was getting all excited to get trick-or-treaters. I decorated the outside of the house. I got copious amounts of candy. I was ready in my costume at 530 when the HOA said that trick-or-treating would start. And Uh-oh. I have to tell you guys, you want to guess how many trick-or-treaters we got over the course of two hours? Five we got oh my god i'm gonna guess
1: five <gasps>
0: five kids and meanwhile i was hoping we would get like a hundred kids we got five kids um yikes i will say though okay so i was actually getting like this is gonna sound dramatic i was getting pretty down about it around like 6 45 because at first i was thinking okay maybe they're gonna wait till it gets dark because when i was a kid trick-or-treating didn't start until it was dark And then it was dark and like, no one was coming. And so I was getting sad. And then I thought, you know what we should do? We should, like, I'm in my penguin costume and Sasha's in her witch costume. I was like, let's take Sasha for a walk and let's just walk around the neighborhood. And let's just like, I want to walk around in my costume. So around like seven, we, we go out and the other side of the community, you know how like there's the main street you come in. Yeah. Other side was fucking lit for some reason. I don't know why <laughs> it was lit. Like there were significantly more decorations. All the families were over there. There were people outside with cute little tables. Damn. I don't, they won. I don't know if- I don't know if that's because they have driveways so they can actually like put out tables and hang out in their driveway but um we went over there and it was lit and like I was getting so many compliments on my costume which Nick had to translate for me because my ears are inside the costume and so when I was walking I literally could not hear anything except for my rustling. and so um <laughs> that lifted my mood significantly just just jaunting around the neighborhood um obviously I wasn't taking any candy because I wasn't actually trick-or-treating and then we came back and I don't know we put thriller on we just got festive with it and so i went from sad to like this was a good halloween and i will say the last of the five kids that we got she was so cute she was like probably two and a half feet tall in a little dinosaur onesie she opened the she i answered the door and she's looking up she's like hi penguin
1: <laughs> I was like,
0: hi, happy Halloween. And she took a handful of candy. I was like, have a good one. And she like swished her tail at me and then went down oh. the stairs. So we ended on a high note, even though That's that cute. High note was at like six PM.
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah. How was your Halloween then?
1: I mean, I, you know, as an adult participated in hello weekend oh yes that's oh.
0: true yes oh Shuri, so, she said oh she's
1: upset for you she's like oh my god no no trick-or-treaters it's okay Tell her,
0: i still had a good time sherry it's okay
1: okay she'll she'll survive um yeah, I celebrated for Halloween. Um, and it was a great weekend. I had a good time. I love just, you know, having an excuse to dress up and hit the dance floor. And that's what I did. Slay. Yeah, it was a sleigh. And then today I got to just hang out with some of my old coworkers during the day. Just we kikied.
0: <laughs> so you haven't done anything this evening, not even a Halloween movie? Mm, no. Uh that's okay.
1: Yeah. I will say that my parents got trick-or-treaters yesterday or on Sunday.
0: Yesterday. Oh,
1: sorry, on Sunday. And my mom was texting me, like, oh, your dad is giving out handfuls of candy. And I was like, okay. It's not- like she was very upset about the difference between what they consider is acceptable for candy for the trick or treaters. Oh sure, Nancy limits herself to two pieces only. Oh
0: girl, mm-hmm. I mean that's what I was doing for the first like three kids. I should have given them all handfuls because
1: O M G, listeners, Those poor kids.
0: What, what do I do with a box of unopened candy? Can I donate that? But like, who's gonna want it? It's after you Halloween. You gotta eat it, bro. I cannot. It's a bucket of candy.
1: Well, chip away at it th- until Nick, Christmas. Nick doesn't That's eat candy. That's what
0: it's candy. for. uh These are okay. lame as
1: hell. Y'all don't eat candy.
0: Well, I'm not lame. I said Nick doesn't eat candy. I eat candy. Mm. In fact, I was snacking on it when I was waiting for kids to show up.
1: Okay, then chip away at it until uh, till Christmas.
0: I guess I will. Um, There's another thing I want to address before we get into the content of this episode.
1: Okay. I
0: am very, very upset with Spotify for podcasters, formerly known as Anchor, because oh for some fucking reason they just completely got rid of their editing suite. And for you guys who don't know, I, I know Shuri. She's Shuri's said, pissed. Me too, because you guys. I've been using. I'm just going to call it Anchor because that's what it was up until like four months ago. I was using Anchor, and while it was a little finicky sometimes, I've been using that to edit. All of our like sounds are in their library. Um, the little media moment interlude that's like in the library. I can just easily add it in between audio clips and it's like relatively seamless, right? I can add the background music that we've been doing for every intro. It's just not there. And I'm confused because I, you know how Reddit comes in clutch for these sorts of things when you're like, is this happening? So just me, apparently like, it hasn't been on Reddit yet. So I'm a little confused because it's definitely not there. It's not there for us or the Glee version podcast. Um, At least with that one, like I've been for the last like two episodes, I've been editing it in GarageBand because I can just like add our intro and outro and then it's fine. But for us, you know, like I pull an audio clip for the intro and I put the background music and it's a lot more editing. And so it's not as feasible to do it in like garage band as the, as the Glee one is. So I'm annoyed. And that's why you guys didn't hear an intro or anything last week, because it's just, I just didn't have the ability. Um, And I'm confused as to why no one's talking about it because it's definitely not there.
1: How dare they do that to us right before we're about to end. We were
0: almost over like, So maybe for that's like the final special, episode, yeah. I'll pull something out and I'll look into other avenues. But it is really disappointing. I'm just like, where the fuck did it go? And poof.
1: You think they give you like an email update or something like a warning? No, that's,
0: that's why I feel like a crazy person, because I've heard nothing. And the Internet has said nothing. So is it just happening to me? Like, did it, did they penalize my account for whatever reason? Oh, there's typically a button that says edit. And the button has just disappeared for both podcasts. Horrible. So yeah, just so just letting you all know, I'm sorry that last week didn't have an intro, and it and this week probably will we also won't have an intro or the interlude or anything. But hopefully, we're still entertaining enough for you, and we have some good stuff to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Sherry. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's so cute. Or. <laughs> <Sar. laughs> ah. <laughs> anyway um look at her i love her she's still she's on the watch
1: (laughs) she's like what's going on out there without my permission
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love her okay um let's see you have four stories and i have five so do you want me to start so we go boop 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 sure okay so first thing i want to talk about because it's halloween when i saw the story in npr and i was like what i figure we should talk about it did you know that apparently in some states and townships it's illegal to go trick-or-treating past a certain age
1: that is just I foolish
0: i did not know this so i'm opening up this story and apparently here's some examples in chesapeake virginia until very recently there was a law that threatened any teen so i guess that means like 13 and up if they were caught trick-or-treating, they
1: could get up to six months in jail? That is so what the fuck? Calm down. Okay,
0: so they updated it, but still, apparently, again, Chesapeake, Virginia, my own state, if you're 14 and over, you can get a
1: misdemeanor for trick-or-treating. What that the fuck? Ridiculous. Like, imagine having a record because you went trick-or-treating. Yes. And in Belleville,
0: Illinois, there's a law that forbids anyone above 8th grade from going trick-or-treating.
1: Oh, come on, you guys.
0: And the same city requires anyone over 12 to get permission of the mayor or chief of police if they want to wear a mask for oh, Halloween. Oh my
1: goodness, gracious.
0: What the actual I fact? would
1: just hit up a cousin in a different town and go trick-or-treating cuz y'all doing too much.
0: That's just crazy to me. And actually this ended up being a good format of discussion because I was talking to Nick about this again, while we were waiting for trick-or-treaters to show up. I'm almost wondering, I could be out of the loop because I'm realizing I have not interacted with trick-or-treating in any way in like almost 10 years since senior year of high school. I'm wondering if the trick-or-treating behaviors have changed because I feel like in the last 10 years, we've become a more like, if not healthy health conscious society so maybe parents are sending their kids out less because of all the candy mm. and now i hear there's different bucket colors you get if you're like if you have uh like hypoallergenic it's
1: so complicated oh my God. Like- that's too much i feel like okay first of all the bucket colors thing baffles me because it's like who's like how are people going to know that like uh, I know they say, Oh, if you have this color bucket, it means blah, blah, blah. And it's like, "What? this is not like, people don't know that that's not going to help anyone. I know that's kind of crazy. Like, okay. I also feel like, um, ugh, I had a thought and then I forgot it. I Hold just on. think like,
0: yeah, the bucket thing is crazy because, I saw this one article suggesting that you should have three Halloween buckets. One is like for all normal candy. One has candy that doesn't have peanuts and one has candy. that doesn't have chocolate. And I mean, I'm sorry, you guys. I just think that's crazy because when I was a kid it was like, for me, it was less about the candy and just about the experience of going trick or treating, going door to door and like getting the candy. And yeah, then like when I got fun. home, my mom would make me dump it on the floor. And I think, we would count it and she would let me keep like 75% or something. She wouldn't let me keep all of it.
1: Well, also, you know what? I remember what I was going to say. I feel like recently there's been this like hysteria around like people putting drugs in your kids. Oh,
0: <laughs> okay. But see, that's what I'm wondering. I'm basically saying like, I know that in the last 10 years, social media is like really taken off and there's all these like, things swirling around. I'm just because I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that I know in our neighborhood there's so many kids. Why in the hell did we not get anybody? And I'm just wondering if it's because behaviors have like shifted. And I tried Googling if there was numbers on like chip descendants. The
1: other side of the of the development was (laughs) lit.
0: i don't know i just think it's it's just interesting but no it,
1: the the parents that are like that fully believe that drug dealers put candy yeah. or put dr- their drugs inside of your kids candy oh my like, god that's hilarious to me i actually got into it with my mom one year because she was unconvinced like, convinced that, that happened and i was like well mom why wouldn't you think drug dealers wouldn't want to like sell the sell? drugs you but they think they just they're giving the out free drugs? Yeah, like, well, that doesn't make sense. And she was like, well, it, it happened. I was like, no. be so fucking real right now. <laughs> In what That's world would you goofy. buy expensive merchandise and then just sneak it into some dumb kid's candy for something that you don't even get to witness? Where you're trying to get a little kid high, you don't even get to see it? What you're, is what, Where? You're what, so is right. that? what is that? What is that?
0: <laughs> no, seriously, it's shit like that. That's just like one person makes it up and posts it on Facebook, oh and then god, all the suburban put, moms right. are like,
1: oh. "Oh my god!" Everybody believes it. It's the way that Gen X believes literally everything Anything. they see on Facebook. Anything. Wait, it's so I, embarrassing for that. It's cringy. Wait,
0: I saw this funny ass. Actually, Nick <laughs> showed it to me. This funny ass tweet that was like, I'm gonna butcher it, but it's something along the lines of like, "Tell me why, like most, uh, most of our parents." <laughs> like communicate like an eight-year-old with unresolved problems (laughs) (laughs) oh
1: god oh that shit is funny
0: i'm sorry anyway i'm um, I'm gonna need
1: y'all to get off facebook and then they want to turn around and say our generation is the one that's messed up because we're on facebook i'm like no mm, for real questionable
0: (laughs) Um, also before we move on to what you want to talk about next, I'm just noticing this button at the bottom of Zoom I've never seen before that says AI companion.
1: Don't click on that.
0: I won't, but why do we need AI with everything? Have you
1: seen what it does? Wait, okay, no, let's actually is, let's talk about this. What if you guys don't know what the AI on Zoom does? It basically record like keeps track of everything that you say in the Zoom and it sends what? you a recap of what the meeting was no. about. But it's, like, kind of scary because it'll be, like, if you have, like, a side conversation or something, it will write it down in the notes and then, like, tell you, oh, at this point, two hours in, you started talking about your sweater and where you got it from and blah, blah, blah. It's really weird. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: It's too much. I feel like AI is our, like, drugs and Halloween candy because, like, for (laughs) instance, I saw, like, Coke designed by AI at the grocery store the other day that? it was what like it was like coke bottle design was made by ai who gives a fuck
1: <laughs> so it's a coke bottle design that was inspired by a design that already exists because ai pulls yes. from things that already exist
0: yeah and it looked ugly oh my God. like tell me why that needs to be a thing and tell me what how much hell? money they probably funneled into that like uh.
1: it's ridiculous i think let's we need to stop this yeah <laughs>
0: It's crazy. Okay. I will not click it. Let's move on. What would you like to talk about next?
1: Okay. I have to tell you guys, I'm going to put you guys in the, in. I'm going to set the scene for when I found oh. out about the news that I'm about to talk about. Okay. Okay. It's Saturday night. I'm mm-hmm. chilling in my apartment, literally seconds away from starting to get ready to go out and spend the night at a Shrek party with my friend I'm about to get ready, start putting on my Fiona costume. And I get a text from my father and it has nothing, just an image about Matthew Perry's passing. And I literally thought it was fake. I thought it was a scam. So I freaked out and, of course, opened the Internet and I ruined I ruined the rest of my night because it was like anytime I was trying to have fun, it would hit me. And I'd be like, oh, my
0: God, oh no. I literally started crying <laughs> Well, she's a big Friends fan. Everybody impacts
1: me. Yeah, celebrity deaths really impact me. I was really like emotional when like Kobe Bryant died, but like this is just really sad. First of all, Matthew Perry was like he was at his 50s. Yeah, that's horrible. And like the circumstances, it's just it's really sad. I am a Friends fan, and it's just like this sh- and now people have been making all these like edits of course of friends and then like mm-hmm. somebody posted like we're never going to get a chance to like see them all together again and i was like oh my
0: God. Well, that is sad
1: it's really sad so they re- the the rest of the friends cast released a joint statement for now and they're just like this is devastating please like let us be upset about it and we'll come back with something later um that's not exactly what they said but that's the gist of it because i'm sure people were bugging them to say things which is kind of ridiculous but yeah yeah this is a tough one for me you guys this is a tough one i had a crush on chandler being in college which by the way is when i first watched friends (laughs) so like he he hasn't
0: acted in like years right has he been because i know he i'm a little confused because when i first saw the news of his passing like in the first paragraph, it was like there were no drugs on the scene, and it's kind of sad that like that's the immediate jump. But has he just been like chilling? because I saw his IMDb and he hasn't done anything since like 2017 or something like that.
1: I mean, it's possible. I feel like the older you get, it's harder to get jobs.
0: Maybe. Well, he it's did release sad. that book.
1: We actually talked about his book. Do you remember I when don't he remember. like had that jab about Keanu Reeves, and everybody was like. <laughs>
0: what did he say
1: remember we talked about it he was talking about how he was upset about his friend about bob Staggett's passing and then he was like and then there's people that are still around like keanu oh, yes i know. do
0: remember that it's like where did that come from <laughs> If anything, Keanu's gonna live to be like 135.
1: I think so. I think like like the more I think about it, the more I think that that was like intended to be a joke, but it didn't come off it that way because way. It's in a book. Like <laughs> so, I feel like he was saying that because like Keanu is so beloved, it was like a sarcasm, like oh, then Keanu read like that kind of thing, but it did yeah. not come off like that.
0: That's very weird. Well, all <laughs> right. He... he got a lot of
1: press around the book, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know what he's That's been true.
0: up to. At least they all got to have the the Max reunion, which was that last year, the year before that.
1: No, I think it was like. Didn't you
0: tell me you didn't like it?
1: I didn't watch it.
0: Which is shocking.
1: Well, because I it wasn't anything. It was just them shooting the shit about the show, and it's (laughs) like, okay, I've seen that a million times. Well,
0: I'm sure a bunch of people are watching it now
1: yeah they've also added like a message on hbo max i think when you go and watch friends and they added something to the beginning of like each season that says like in loving memory of matthew perry it's gonna be hard to watch friends again you guys
0: well r.i.p Gone too early but i'm sure his memory will be well preserved oh for sure yes and on that note um I want to talk about okay so this is going to be oddly a rachel zegler centric episode <laughs> um because the first thing i want to talk about is disney did some release date shuffling again i was talking about this last week with mission impossible not called dead reckoning part two getting moved a whole year because of the sag strike and we're seeing more shit because snow white got delayed hold on let me remind myself it was supposed to come out in march at the end of March and it got pushed to March of 2025. Oh shit. Uh, Why um, well
1: they probably pushed it a whole year so they could work on them them yeah. special effects because well, uh, <laughs> <yeah, okay. So, laughs> it's,
0: it's interesting because there's been lots of things swirling around because obviously Disney is saying, like, okay, well, we're delaying this because the sag strike, we weren't able to finish filming, and other people are like hearing that it was looking so bad that they're using this as an opportunity to completely retool it. And of course, Rachel Zegler and Gal Gadot have been going around like, remember the infamous, like, it's not 1937 and it's just no way it's not going to be. Today. And it's like being really patronizing.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I think we actually talked about that on the show maybe, but yeah, so that's a theory. And then there's some other odd things, like even though they delayed it and we're not gonna be able to watch it for like 18 months at this point, they still released a first look image And it looks like shit, you guys. It's so white, and she's she's uh, sitting down, and the seven dwarves are around her, and they're they look
1: horrible.
0: They look horrible. Um, But here's what I want to talk about. So I don't know if you ever saw this, but like sometime earlier this year, there was a set photo released, and it was seven people. Including one woman.
1: Yes, I did see that.
0: Okay. And everyone was like, these are the seven dwarves. They're not doing dwarves for this movie. They're doing like seven. Like they're still, they'll still have the same names, but they're humans. Cause I guess Disney didn't want to be offensive. And also like, they're all, they're like intersectional. Cause you know, Disney loves doing this like surface level woke shit. um, Without any meaningful like diversity or anything. And so that of course caused a huge uproar mainly among conservatives who were like but now that we have this first look that confirms that the dwarves will be in the movie but just CGI apparently those people are still in the movie but they're like they're called the seven bandits I don't buy it you guys because why would you have two groups of seven people in the same move it doesn't make any sense Mm. to me Yeah, I think it's a cover.
1: Yeah, it's a cover. They need to just
0: throw this movie away. I know it's just like (laughs) horrible. (laughs) It looks like it's gonna come out like the Pinocchio they did last year. That looks horrible. Yeah, I don't know. Um, another thing they moved was the next Pixar movie, which again was supposed to come out March 1st and they delayed it all the way to June 2025, which maybe that was a Like kind of like Spider Verse, maybe that was a voiceover thing, because apparently voiceover, um, or voice acting they do last for animated movies. So I'm guessing that's why they had to move that. And then the kind of like the other big T part of this was there was a Searchlight Pictures film called uh, Magazine Dreams that was supposed to come out this December for awards consideration, starring Jonathan Majors. Um, and it already premiered, I think back at Sundance, I want to say, and it's about like, he's this bodybuilder that has mental health issues and it's like a heavy drama and all that. And apparently people liked it, but they just completely, they didn't give it a new date. They just took it off the release calendar for searchlight and it's not coming out this year, obviously because of Jonathan (laughs) Major's continued legal woes. Okay. I don't know if you've been following that, but there's some weird stuff going on with that, like with his accuser and all that. It's like, yeah, she's show. supposed
1: to get arrested, which is crazy.
0: What's going on? His lawyer is kind of shit. I don't know what she's doing. Because it's not looking out. It's not looking well for him. No. Ugh. But that's all that's happening. That's just crazy. And I'm, I'm kind of I mean, it's not good for the industry, but I'm very curious what will get delayed next. Because all these big things are getting pushed. And the strike is still not ending.
1: I know. Well, apparently they're, su- they're allegedly supposed to be reaching a deal very soon. We'll see. Both if parties did. are optimistic. <laughs> like, you know, that bullshit.
0: They said that before, though.
1: <laughs> I know. But thing. I think they're serious because apparently the studios are going to, like, refuse to ne- re- like to continue negotiations until, like, after the new year if they don't come to an agreement in the next, like two weeks or something and I feel like they're gonna I don't know I don't
0: know it's just like a push tactic though because SAG should not cave to a bad deal after already waiting this long
1: no I don't think they're I don't think they would but I feel like it's maybe giving both parties an incentive to figure shit out because the longer this goes on like I don't think they will cave and I think maybe the studios should know that and I so I feel like the longer this goes on the worse is going to be for for the studios because people People are very pro-worker, so they'll continue supporting the actors.
0: That's true. Anyway, I'll have another SAG-related story in a moment, but you're up next.
1: All right. Um, It's Halloween. I wanted to talk about some of the celebrity Halloween costumes because, I don't know, I feel like it's been... It's been a mix. Um, and we haven't, or I know, I think Heidi Klum just re- like right before we started recording posted her Halloween costume. What is
0: it? I've been waiting.
1: Um, I didn't really get a good look at it, to Hold be on. honest with you. Because
0: um, she always, the worm from last year, are you kidding me? Oh my God,
1: that was insane.
0: Uh, the inspiration is pretty much worm. Like, <laughs> that's iconic. Oh, okay. I love how today.com has live updates.
1: <laughs> Live
0: that's a live update. Wait, uh, because like I celebrity mean.
1: the ce- yeah, the celebrity Halloween parties are just like the best.
0: Okay, wait, um, I'm opening up her Instagram.
1: Okay. And we care a lot about what celebrities do for Halloween because they have so much money, like they can go crazy for Halloween. So I will say some of my favorite Halloween costumes I've seen. Um Carrie Washington doing Shikari Richards was so adorable and she was like really spot on with it um and also shay mitchell from pretty little liars her and her daughter did like wicked and they both it was so cute it was so cute um who else um i actually kind of liked kendall jenner's wonder woman costume that she posted today she did like a video with like the classic like Wonder Woman transition where she like spins around oh, and I thought she was Marilyn Monroe. Costume. Well, you know, they have multiple, multiple. They have multiple costumes. They have multiple. costumes. Yeah. the Marilyn Monroe one. Eh. I would love for them to put put that shit away, but relax.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, can we talk, <laughs> the talk about, about the Wonder Woman one was cute? Can you talk about speaking of Kardashians? What you sent Nick and I? A bit oh ago. my
1: God, the brats costume, you guys, you have to see this with your <laughs> own eyes because. Kim and Chloe and their friends dressed up as brats, but like their outfits were not giving brats. Their outfits were giving like share from the beginning of Clueless. Yes, exactly. Colors. And like that is not brats. The brats don't even wear that. Like where are the big giant shoes and like the <laughs> little tank tops with like belly buttons? Like wh- what is going on? Okay, so the but- outfits were not giving brats.
0: Yeah, you're going to say the other thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also the outfits were low key giving blackface. Uh, Even yes. though there's literally white Bratz dolls. These women yes. do not look like white women. They look like black women. And then Chloe let's talk looks, about Yeah, Chloe does not look like herself. And I get that they did the whole like overdrawn like brats lips thing. But like that's she just did not look it. She looks like um Jesse Nelson.
0: And like, how did her skin get dark
1: right? Get dark? <laughs> uh, what the heck, you guys? It's very, very strange behavior. And then all yeah. that to just not look like Bratz dolls. The only way I would know that they are Bratz dolls is because they have little bags with the brats logo on it. If you took those away, I'd be like, what are you?
0: Yeah, for I've real. never it was seen really the disappointing. Bratz-
1: I've never seen the Brat dolls wear those outfits, and mind you, I was a big Bratz person as a child. I value brats a lot. <laughs> I'm very disappointed by this costume.
0: Yeah, I haven't really seen any costumes that like made me gag either. Yeah, um, like I
1: don't know. There was kind a lot of, of muted,
0: hamster. but I do need to read. By the way, so I told you there's a Today blog with live updates from Heidi <laughs> Ween. Um, so the entry at, uh, 324 PM, it said Heidi Klum reveals her 2023 Halloween costume. I just need to read the little blurb they put with it. Okay. Said, um, she's wearing a red cape and facial prosthetics, giving her a spooky alien vibe. Truthfully, we're not entirely sure what she's supposed to be, but we've reached out to her team and also have today.com staff heading to the red carpet.
1: Please imagine me. (laughs) I getting mean, an email like, what's her costume? We didn't get it.
0: I mean, it is. I mean, that's that's what it is. Like, I don't recognize it as any character. She looks great, but like... That's the thing. There needs to be more Heidi's in the world because she always... Emits and is like Mm -hmm. so many. You know what I get tired of with celebrities. Of course, they always want to look hot and pretty. Sexy and Heidi is not. And Heidi's obviously beautiful. Like she's a model. She is not afraid to get ugly for Halloween. And I really she goes
1: for like accuracy over like looking sexy. And I love that for her.
0: Seriously, like the worm from last year, you guys. If you have not seen it for whatever reason, it's fucking crazy. Like she's literally waddling around on the (laughs) (laughs)
1: ground. That was crazy. She was insane for that, but we love it. We love <laughs> yeah, it. And even before it. she did like her, they did Fiona and Shrek. And she, oh, yeah, she went all out. She went all out. Yeah. She's crazy. That was crazy. Yeah. So oh. excited to see who, who else is at the party. I think I saw Bradley Cooper. Did you see Bradley Cooper's costume? No. He's what wearing he? like a, a rocket, the raccoon outfit.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's really cute. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say this just popped in my head. Has Kiki Palmer posted anything? Because last year,
1: oh, she had multiple costumes too. Oh,
0: okay. Because last year, oh my god, she was Rogue from the X Men. Remember that? And she looked
1: oh, incredible. that's right. Incredible. She did the Bride of Frankenstein was one of them. Oh, okay, and then like her kid was the Frankenstein, and then she also did um like Tyra Banks from the movie Life Size with oh, Lindsay I love Lauren. that. mm Hmm.
0: I love when celebrities do multiple because then we get a smorgasbord. You get multiple looks. Yeah. Love that. All right. Well, um, speaking of celebrities saying things, like I said, I got another SAG story. So for some reason, and I know the reason, I'm going to tell you the reason in a second, but um, the upcoming Hunger Games prequel, it's like the ballad of songbirds and snakes or whatever starring Rachel Zegler and some white guy I've never seen before. Um they got a pass from SAG after to do press for the movie, which is coming out in like three weeks. And the reasoning is like Lionsgate apparently is because it's a mini major. It's not a part of AMPTP. And I'm just like, why is SAG doing this? Like you're not, I just don't understand how like just a week ago they were like no one wear uh, wear Halloween, Halloween costumes, costumes from Struck oh Projects, and yet they're over here giving like probably the biggest movie of November a press pass. Why you're not helping your cause? And now we got to hear more of shit Rachel Zegler is gonna say. And as know. we've established, she is kind of annoying and says stupid shit. So it just bothers me. I'm like, you guys are not helping. Your case. Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't know if I've seen anything from her like for this movie yet. Um, they probably, I mean, I, they probably haven't started.
0: They're about to ramp up real soon, probably oh, with this gosh. cast they got. I, I don't feel know. bad I mean, because
1: it's... I don't. I I want to like her. I I really do, but I think. <sighs> um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see I, what happens. When... <laughs> I think
0: Rachel Zegler. This is my opinion because believe it or not, I've actually seen every screen role she's had so far. Which oh hasn't God, been I'm a, a lot, but like I've seen West Side Story, I've seen Shazam too. Like she, yeah, and she's like, you know what, she needs to do. I think she would be, she would excel on Broadway. Like she could win a Tony because her voice is stunning. I saw West Side Story, her voice is stunning. But as an actress, she's not really like, as soon as she had she's to speak made? in West Side Story, it wasn't great. Shazam too like piece of paper boring and so it's like go to go to broadway i just don't think it's going to work out for her on the big screen and now everyone's annoyed by her because she's because these comments she's making like on red carpets and stuff and it just seems like she doesn't actually like what she's doing you know i mean mean? she
1: remember that interview (laughs) she did with um for the shazam movie and she said they were like what what drew you to this project and she was like honestly i needed a job (laughs)
0: Yeah, i mean (laughs) I did. I did appreciate that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Period.
0: (laughs) But that combined with her other comments, it genuinely seems like she's not happy to have a movie career. I don't know. Go
1: go go to Broadway. And you know what? Lots of actors go to Broadway. Exactly. Probably could be good for you.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. I'm sure we're going to get some clip of her saying something out of this but you know we'll also get viola davis and hunter schaefer on the press that's tour true. so i mean good I for them that. yeah but not helping sag yikes anyway yeah i'm, I'm not actually a huge very fan of
1: all the free oh. passes i mean i kind of yeah. understand the ones for like a24 like that's totally fine those are indie films but like yeah I think we're kind of pushing it here. We're especially with it being a, a big as big of a franchise as the Hunger Games, it's like come on. You know,
0: come on. Exactly. God. Again, if it were an indie film, like I think Priscilla that's coming out soon also has a pass, right. but that's that's like so that's much fine. smaller. Yeah, it's it just feels weird to give such such of a big exception, but Anyway, um, I'm actually really interested in what you're going to talk about next because I've heard a lot about it, but I don't actually know about it, if that makes sense. Oh my sense.
1: gosh. Okay.
0: But I've seen headlines. Okay.
1: okay. I'll get into it then if you're ready. Yes.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So I don't know if y'all know who the comedian Hassan Minhaj is, but he was the host of Netflix's Patriot Act and he's been a writer on The Daily Show and was actually a guest host after Trevor Noah left. And I feel like he's at least the public's like number one candidate for taking over hosting the Daily Show, mm-hmm. um, and he's got two Netflix comedy stand-up specials. I actually made one of them my media moment last. I think it was last season. Oh, you did, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was. I I've never watched his stand-up before, but he is. I think he's a brilliant comedian. He's really funny, and he does a great job of mixing in just like really good comedy with like actual real emotional like learnings and just like societal commentary. And so, yeah, he's just, he's, he's growing a lot and, you know, getting a lot of popularity. And so he did an interview with the New Yorker and that ended up resulting in an article that the New Yorker wrote kind of like expose style where they said that all of his content from his last two Netflix specials were mostly made up they in particular they talked about um one story that he told in his first comedy special where he was supposed to take a white classmate to prom and then her parents told him that he couldn't because they didn't want a brown boy in her in their daughter's prom pictures and so the new yorkers spent like a lot of time kind of like disproving this story and saying how it didn't happen. And they also started painting Hassan Minhaj as like he, the way he said it, he was like, they made me look like some incel who was mad. Yeah. What the didn't fuck? he date to prom. And he, they basically, yeah. Like accused him of inviting that girl to his comedy shows, his, li- his live shows to humiliate her. And they talk about how he's been, how he allegedly was, um, kind of brushing over, like keeping her anonymous and things like that. And it was like kind of an explosive article. And a lot of people were like, oh, my God, this is so disappointing. At the time that that article came out, I was kind of like, mm, I I wasn't I, I don't know. I didn't really care that much. Like if that had been true, I was kind of like, OK, like every comedian makes shit up. Like it's not yeah. that serious. Like the idea, like the root of what he's talking about is legit. Like that shit happens all the time. And so it's like, I didn't really care. And his delivery is so great. Like, I feel like comedians are on stage. That's a performance. Like, you can't take everything yeah. they say with sincerity, but whatever. So now he recently what made a, a response video um, that he put onto YouTube. I think I, I watched what he had uploaded to TikTok, which he put up two parts. And I think it was most of the video because they were both, they were pretty long. Um. I watched it and he came out with, receipts you guys receipts like debunking everything that the new yorker claimed against him he had i'm talking about emails between him and this girl he's calling bethany about like proving that she acknowledged that her parents did tell him not to take her to prom Out of racism and then they actually Have been you know they've been going back And forth because he wants to stay respectful To her he's like if I'm going to tell this Story like I want to make sure one she knows About it and to mm-hmm. that we're working Together to make sure she stays anonymous like At one point he asked her to delete a, Something that she tweeted because He felt that like somebody could find that tweet And then know that she's the one that he That he's talking about oh. in the show And in the email she was like oh my gosh I didn't Even realize that thank you so much like I'll take it down right now and then um there's other moments that they were emailing because she actually ended up marrying a person of color and they had like a joint cultural wedding ceremony and she said isn't it nice like my parents have come such a long way since prom and so he's like she acknowledged that like they came a long way from racism like and so that happened and then the other thing about him inviting her to her, his live show in New York to humiliate her. He was like, I actually looked back through my emails. Cause he was like, I remember this show that she came to. And he said, I didn't even invite her. She emailed me and said, Hey, me and my husband have tickets to your show. Can't wait to see you. Like, so he was like debunking everything. And then he pulled out recordings from his oh. interview with the New Yorker, with the reporters And showed that what he told them was actually what he told them. And they spun it and completely cut quotes to make it seem like one way I was completely like he pulled out the recordings. He said, Oh, this is what I actually said to them. Insert recording. And then was like, This is what they wrote. Completely not what he said. And then um, yeah, he just like went on to disprove a lot of things and he was like, Why are is are there fact checkers spending more time trying to mistakenly fact check my comedy when they're not even fact checking their own articles Mm -hmm. and then i guess afterwards the new yorker was like oh we still stand by what we wrote and people were like Uh, he kind of ate you guys up though like you really shouldn't though it's just really bad but honestly i feel like he was like I he was like, let me make something clear. Like at the beginning of the video, he was like, it's been like 20 years. He was like, I don't give a shit about prom anymore. And he was like, but like, (laughs) I will not let them completely twist my words and make me out to be this like person that just lies because he's like, of course, like I embellish some things like he he actually was very transparent. And he said in my comedy special, I say that this whole scenario went down the day of prom when in reality it went down like two days before prom. But he was like, that's all I changed. Like the idea that the whole root of the story is still real. It's true. Um, So, hmm. yeah, it was a, if you haven't watched the video, it's like really explosive. I kind of like, want yeah. to not, like he really went. He went in. He went in.
0: Good for him. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like I. Yeah, that almost like sets me just hearing about how the press especially when it was supposed to be an interview like why what kind of person is like oh let me use this as an opportunity to not even on a like without Browns to do so spin it into an expose like what did you think you were trying to do
1: they they really thought they ate (laughs)
0: yeah that's really annoying but good for him he
1: was like of all things that I would make up for a joke like I'm not gonna make up racism he's like that's not funny like you know like this shit really happens to me it happens to everybody that looks like me so he's like I'm not gonna make up racism like that's crazy yeah
0: Mm. I've always thought of the New Yorker as hoity-toity anyway
1: Mm. well there you go Mm. they're also liars (laughs) well thank
0: you for informing me I might just go watch it after this. Um, Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is this really interesting study that came out of UCLA um, where apparently they surveyed thousands of Gen Zers about like sex and romance on screen, like in film and TV. And a majority of respondents were like, we want less sex in our media. Um, We want more. Hold on. Let me go into that actual article so I can like get some um identifiable data points um apparently 44 percent of them said that romance in media is overused and 40 percent of them would like to see more depictions of aromantic and or asexual characters and 47.5 percent said that sex is not necessary for the majority of film and tv plots and then they got into uh, specifics about like euphoria and the idol aka sam levinson shows Mm. um and I just thought it was interesting because of course like sex is still a cornerstone of American media, at least, mm-hmm. um, you know, the old average of like sex sells, but I had been seeing other studies like just about Gen Z behavior and how Gen Z is having less sex than all the generations that came before them. Interesting. And how social media is part of that. And like, uh, self-esteem is part of that it's just really interesting and so i hope mm-hmm. that they that study and, and just that influence maybe starts to change
1: things i think it's like significant that they cited two sam levinson shows because i feel like not- he's a creator that's notorious for unnecessary sex on tv mm-hmm. and it's getting to the point where he's just like it's kind of icky um yeah Uh, yeah, he's giving, he, I mean, we've gone on and on and on about him, bad vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, I think that's, I think it's really interesting. It's a really good point. I think, uh, like you said, I think for, especially for like studios, when they're making content, like they're always focused on what sells and I mean, you just said it sex sells, but Mm -hmm. at the reality of it, a lot of people like just want to see a reflection of their own lives. And I feel like, okay, it's been interesting because as someone who kind of grew up, in a household where I was made to, like, fear sex. Mm -hmm. I never, I didn't, like, I feel like seeing it on, like, TV, portrayed in, like, TV and movies made me realize that, like, sex is way more normal than I was, like, raised to believe. (laughs) But I feel like there's also the other side to it where it's, like, also not having sex is way more normal than a lot of people are made to believe because there's so much sex on TV and movies. So it's, like, it's kind of, like, there's... There's two sides. I don't know.
0: And also, like I think there's a false equivalency where the people that are having sex on screen, they're always like hot people because that's mm-hmm. who Hollywood generally casts. And so the non the normal looking people are not having sex on screen generally. And so it just adds up to this feeling of the majority, the vast majority of the population who are like quote unquote, not objectively hot yeah it's easy to internalize it and be like okay well i guess i'm not deserving of that because i don't look like like those people so you know
1: what i just i just realized too let's talk about this What there are certain elements of sex that can't be portrayed on like cable or like broadcast tv Mm -hmm. but that streaming can do because there are no rules with streaming And so it's like, I think a a lot of times it seems like all these shows have sex in it. And it's like, really, it's just mostly because the shows that had sex in it before had sex in a different way. They were just talked about. It was an idea. But like now that you can like literally have sex on TV, I guess, like (laughs) with streaming and as more and more streaming platforms are doing their own shows and like creating their own content. I feel like it feels like, oh my God, like all of a sudden there's all this sex on TV. Yeah. And it's really just because the rules are different now.
0: You're so right, actually. And I think I've actually seen, Um, and this is just off top of mind, of course, I almost think that it's going down in movies, like theatrical releases, like big blockbusters, which is kind of refreshing. Like generally the bigger films don't, you know, like think of the biggest films of this year like Barbie, Mario, I know that's a kids property, but like there's not like people aren't boinking or even really thinking about boinking in those movies. Um same with last year. So, I think it's changing a little bit maybe in the theatrical space, but you're right, TV it's happening so much now basically just because they can and it's like that shouldn't be flavoring to your story. Like like sex means something. well obviously it doesn't have to mean something in real life, but sometimes it does yeah but if you're just adding it in your plots to mean nothing it's stupid
1: it's actually interesting that you brought this up because this morning i literally was i was randomly thinking about riverdale the the oh god (laughs) and i kept thinking about how in season two after i think this was season two it was like after archie's dad gets like shot in the finale he's like super stressed out and like is having horrible emotions because he thinks his dad is going to die. Like, he's like so distressed. So mm-hmm. he like goes home to take a shower and is just trying to like, you know, wash it off. Like, you know, he's stressed. And then like Veronica randomly jumps into the shower with him and is like trying to get all sexual. And it's like, I remember when that episode came out and everybody was like why did she need to, like why did she do that he's literally so like distraught right now because he thought his dad was dying and like you just were like oh let me get in the shower like what it's so no, unnecessary sometimes it's yeah <laughs>
0: That type of shit is just too much. It it's doesn't make too any much, sense, you guys.
1: You could have not had that, and we would have been like, "Good for Veronica for emotionally supporting her man." Yeah, exactly. She did not need to get <laughs> naked and get in the shower with him. Like for what? No, he he's stressed. Crazy. He needs his time himself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Anyway, um, what what is the last thing on your list?
1: Oh, oh, <gasps> oh my God, what? you guys! Uh, I'm um, so excited about this. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you the scream I scrumped <laughs> when they made this video. Okay, so if you if you're not a celebrity interview girlie, I'm sorry this isn't gonna mean shit to you. But if you are, okay, Sean Evans, host of Hot Ones, and Amelia Demoldenberg, host of Chicken Shop Day, are doing a crossover episode or like crossover episodes where they interview each other on their platforms. And I'm so excited about it because these that are like fun. the two like most. I feel like the biggest celebrity interview, um, like shows on YouTube right now are Chicken Shop Date and Hot Ones. And you know what? I had to say Hot One because of the strikes. the Hot One, this Hot One season, it's been dry as fuck, you guys. I'm sorry, it's not been great, but this. I'm so looking forward to this. I'm so excited. And the video they did to announce the crossover was so cute. It was like they filmed it. So it looks like they're both sitting across from each other at the same table. But like when Sean sits down, he's got the chicken shop backdrop. And when Amelia sits down, she's on the hot ones table and they just look at each other and they go, there's no way this is going to work out. They say it at the same time. (laughs) And then it cuts to like the screen that says hot ones X chicken shop date. And I was like. Oh my it's god! Really it's cute. happening. Yeah.
0: But when I'm is so it happening? Excited.
1: So Amelia's episode of Hot Ones is coming out this Thursday. I couldn't see when Sean's episode of Chicken Shop Date is coming out, but they're starting on Thursday, so I'm very excited.
0: Oh wow! I I am familiar with both of them, obviously. Particularly, um, what's her name? Chicken Shop Date Lady.
1: <laughs> Amelia.
0: Amelia. Um, I've only watched one episode of her show, and it was wait. Was this an episode of her show or was she on a red carpet when she talked to Andrew Garfield?
1: Oh, that was on the red carpet. She's been doing a lot. Oh, of okay. She's been hosting a lot of red carpets, which like good for her going from doing the the just like silly little YouTube series to hosting red carpets. I hope they get her to do the Met next year. That would be amazing. Imagine. That would be fun.
0: That would. Be I great. just, I just remember that was charged, like that interaction between them. That was like oh a God. romantically kept, charged conversation. Because
1: she does so many of the red carpets, they kept seeing each other, and he walked up to him and be like, <laughs> "Oh," and she'd be like, "Here he is."
0: Uh, like, oh. he's single, I want him.
1: He? Everybody re- replies to her tweets, and they'll be like, "Wins Andrews episode." Wins Andrews for episode for real. <laughs>
0: isn't he taking a break from acting i mean obviously the strikes but wasn't he doing that before like come on
1: he really should yeah (laughs) he has the time so he needs to get on it um that'd be cool yeah but no it's a great it's a great show if y'all haven't watched it she really masters like the the deadpan like awkward character um and she's british and she's British, and she's an Aquarius, so y'all already uh, know she's yeah. fucking good at being deadpan and awkward. <laughs> yeah, well, it's great.
0: I'm so happy for you that that's happening.
1: Yeah, I'm happy for me too.
0: <laughs> okay, the last thing I want to talk about for the media moments is like the one piece of hard news,
1: actual news, <laughs> which
0: um this happened basically right after we recorded last week but we finally have a new house speaker and it's like the wow. worst possible choice um <laughs> it's representative mike johnson from uh louisiana i think and he got all of the republican votes so he did get the 220 that he needed and kind of inexplicably like this really felt like it came out of nowhere like all of a sudden i was checking the news and because i was like oh
1: nobody even knew who he was <laughs>
0: We're like who well turns out he's like a horrible
1: oh my god person. you guys he's a horrible person such a fucking weirdo
0: like anti-gay he thinks that gay should be like blast or some shit i don't know like anti women's rights anti he was over there
1: asking a, a real doctor if she would support abortion when a baby is halfway out the birth canal like what no I know.
0: it's crazy and <laughs> And here's the thing, you guys, like when you really put this in perspective, this man is now third in line for the presidency. If Biden and Kamala are hanging out somewhere and something happens to them, this guy will become president. That's insane.
1: That's a horrible, you guys.
0: So, I mean, this and and also I'm concerned because he's making these blatant statements about like how he's he's really in line with the Freedom Caucus. And he's saying, like, well, if we have to, like, have a shutdown to get things done around here, then I'm happy to do that. So this man is openly saying, like, I do not give a fuck about millions of American people and their livelihoods. Because, like I said before, we have 17 days um, until the the very short pause they put on a shutdown expires and we need another piece of legislation. And I just, I, I really doubt that... Um, I really doubt that that's going to be averted at this point because of this guy's influence. And I'm, yeah, like, I'm just really shocked that he was able to get the votes that he needed because he actually seems more right than like Steve Scalise or Jim Jordan, if that's even possible, which apparently it is. So it's just crazy times.
1: You know, it's it's so insane. It's so icky. And we were, it was all laughs and jokes before. And now it's like, uh oh, Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, you got that guy. Okay. Ugh. Ugh.
0: So we'll see. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um,
1: we have an election day coming up. So if your state has an election next week, please fucking vote.
0: <laughs> we do have an election. Yes. I will be voting. Sick. Very good. Wait, are you still registered in Wisconsin? Is Wisconsin having an election?
1: I don't
0: know. You should know for what you just said.
1: No, Wisconsin doesn't have any more elections.
0: Oh, Okay. Anyway, um, let's move on from the doodoo news and talk about the media moment. And since there's not an interlude I can put in here, assuming that um, Anchor still isn't letting me edit, I'm just going to say it's time for the media moment. (laughs)
1: great job you
0: are going first today
1: thank you Mm
0: -hmm.
1: okay my media moment is the girls need love girls mix (laughs) ep released by summer walker i believe it was actually released uh, like two weeks ago maybe um but yeah specifically i like the remix with victoria monet if you don't know, the song Girls Need Love, really I feel like kicked off Summer Walker's music career because she originally did the remix collab with Drake and it was, you know, it it was it was, it was low key fire. Um but you know, at this at this in this day and age, I'm kind of sick of Drake's ass and I think Summer knew that. So she came out with a whole new slate of remixes of Girls Need Love. And all three of them feature a different girl. Um, so yeah, I I really like Victoria Monet. I really like Tyla's um, remix too. It's just it's good. The song is really good. I feel like you would like it, Zach. Actually, I feel like you would vibe to it. It's really good. Hold on, um, I'm
0: I'm pulling it up on Spotify now so that I can listen to it. Once yeah, I want you to we're done. To it. Yeah, Girls please do. Need. So not the Drake one. Girls I mean, you mix. Listen. The
1: Drake one is good. Yeah, the ones on the girls mix are just great because it's girlies.
0: Wait, but there's two that says girls mix.
1: Um, there's three.
0: There's three. There's one with Victoria Monet. One with Tyler. Oh my goodness. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. There's three different versions oh, that she did. Okay.
0: okay. Which one is the best?
1: Uh, I think uh, the most popular is <laughs> Victoria Monet. That's the most popular, but okay. I think Tyler is also uh, that one's really good, too, because Tyla's the one that sings that.
0: I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about.
1: Oh, my God, Zach. Come on. What? This okay. is like a, a huge song right now.
0: Now, uh, okay i'm realizing that like since i don't have twitter and now that i'm off tiktok i really don't know what's happening i really don't
1: you guys zach had a tiktok like a literally like a fake song from tiktok show up on his discover weekly and he was like <laughs> all
0: right <laughs> all right <laughs> He
1: so
0: thought he annoying. discovered
1: that shit <laughs> all right
0: shut up Okay, you know what? I'm gonna listen to this. I'll listen to the Tyler version once I'm waiting for the episode to the audio to convert. I'll do that.
1: Yeah, okay. I would say that you should listen to Victoria Monet version as well. I'll
0: listen to both. Okay. Okay. And then I'll, I'll get back to you. Okay. Cool. When's the last time Summer released music? Has it been a minute?
1: <sighs> um, well, she released like a little EP, um, over the summer. Oh. Uh, but
0: EPs, uh, we already I talked know. about that.
1: Now, to give her some grace, she just had twin babies.
0: Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> she has three kids. Um, But I don't know. I still I wasn't the biggest fan of the music on her EP because to me, it sounded more like an Ari Lennox album than it did a Summer Walker album, which is kind of oh. weird. So I don't know. But the opening song on the EP is called To Summer From Cole, and it's just like J. Cole rapping with Summer kind of like – um doing some ad libs in the background. And it's like, I think it's a good intro. I like that, but I don't know. I'm not really.
0: eh. Eh. Yeah. All right. Well, my media moment is a film Mm -hmm. that I went to go see last Wednesday night. I did go see killers of the flower moon. Martin Scorsese's new much talked about film. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, I was not planning on going to the theater to see it because it is three and a half hours long, about yes. a pretty dour subject matter. Um, and so much like why I didn't want to go see Oppenheimer and I did not see Oppenheimer in the theater, I wasn't wow. going to see this. And then both of my good friends, Robin and Riley, were raving about it and they were like, you should go see it. And I was like, you know what? You're right, because the theater really is the best place to see film like this because you'll have no distractions and i i wanted to see it earlier rather than later so i could get it in dolby so i could have the comfy seats the good sound and everything so i and also since it was the middle of the week the fucking arrows movie was not playing in a theater next door because as we talked about that's been disturbing screenings of this movie by blasting taylor swift music so i avoided that by going on a wednesday right yeah good um so it started at seven and gracefully, they only had 15 minutes of trailers as opposed to like 25, 30. Um, and so I was in that theater till 1045. <laughs> Ooh. And okay. I'm going to say one thing first and I feel like it's, it's going to give you a good idea of my thoughts on the film. Yeah. Um, I did not get up to pee. <laughs>
1: What?
0: I did not get up to pee. I got you guys.
1: That's huge. <laughs> Zach doesn't even go through like a regular hangout that's... without getting up to pee. Right.
0: Yeah, I so I got. Did in you the...
1: literally almost piss yourself, or what did you do? How, what happened? Not
0: really. Like I, I, to be fully honest with you, like I didn't really. This wasn't like a Spider-Man No Way Home situation where I was like, I have to pee, but I'm not gonna pee. Because you guys, I had to pee like 40 minutes into No Way Home, and I was like, I'm you not leaving. You are
1: ridiculous. Um,
0: so it wasn't really like that. Like, I just was like, okay, movie's over. I'm going to go pee now. Um, but I got there. I got in the theater at like 7.05, sat through 10 minutes of the trailers, and I just didn't get up. I was there the whole time. And oh. um, I, I think, because, you know, some people have had an issue with the length, and they're like, it's too long. Like, even Alexander Payne famous director he has the holdovers that's coming out he was like your movie should be short as they possibly can be like Uh, like uh, that's what that's what good screenwriting is and yes i think there's merit to that i talk about how all the time i love a good short and sweet like 90 minute movie there's a real art to that too but i think there's an art to like wrapping your arms around such a big story like this um and for those of you who don't know this is tells the real story of um, the Osage tribe, they happened upon oil on their land and they actually became very wealthy, which was interesting because you have these like indigenous people who in, in mainstream media and in the culture, we don't think of as like being aristocrats. And they became that overnight because of this money that they came upon because of the oil on their lands. And then they started getting murdered just like over the course of years dozens of Osage were murdered and the FBI came in and basically like the movie follows like who's murdering them. but also why is this happening? And it's, it's white people who want their money and land.
1: Shocking, um,
0: Yeah. So it's not like, don't get me wrong. It's not like depressing the whole time because it is a Western at heart and Scorsese is known for his crime movies. So it's kind of like crime, Western drama. Um, so it's 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 kind of like entertaining in that sense, but there are just moments of like r- just really hard-hitting moments. And one thing that I think is maybe a little controversial, but that I ended up appreciating is everyone who gets murdered, every Osage member that gets murdered, we see it. Um, but it's not like gratuitous. Um like there's this great montage. And when I say great, I mean just like it's effective montage towards the beginning of the first batch of murders. And it's like lily gladstone narrating and she'll say the person's name and their age and we'll see their murder when we move on to the next one same thing name age murder move on to the next one and so it's like we're seeing what's happening which i think is important for the impact but it's not like we're getting lingering shots of like them bleeding out or shit like that mm. um so we're seeing the brutality that's happening to these people um and it's coupled with this like kind of fucked up love story between Lily Gladstone and Leonardo DiCaprio. And one thing I was not prepared for, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, he's like kind of an idiot. <laughs> he's hes like a moron that doesn't know what he's doing the whole movie, basically. Which I thought was interesting. And Lily Gladstone, who plays um, Molly, uh, the woman, the stage woman who becomes his wife, she's so good in this movie. And I've been hearing that they're thinking like Apple, who's just, who like made this movie. They're thinking of oh, running was her. Oh, is it Apple? Yeah, it's Apple. Um, it's an Apple film. It costs two hundred million dollars to make, crazy. and Apple has that money. Um, That's great. <laughs> but apparently, originally, before the movie came out, they were thinking of running her for supporting actress. But she's like very much a lead in this movie, and now they're they're gonna push her for lead actress mm-hmm. at the Oscars. And-
1: okay
0: she's she's really good she really is like the heart of the movie and she's in it for i would say like a solid like 85 percent of the movie so she's definitely oh, wow. a toe lead with uh leo yeah. um and she's great and this is such a big opportunity for her because she's just done basically indie films up to this point mm. so i really i really enjoyed it i thought it was uh, enjoy is you know it's like weird to say enjoy but it's very effective and i think at the end of the day even though Yes, like it probably could be trimmed to maybe like two hours, 45 minutes. At the end of the day, like when you're leaving that theater after being in there for so long and just absorbing this whole story that takes place over like 12 years and it's very dense, it really yeah. is effective. Like it, it's just, it just works out. And I didn't, it, I'm not going to lie and say it didn't feel long because it did, mm. but it worked, it worked for me. And
1: last to say,
0: This movie, my letterbox review for this movie, I gave it four and a half stars and I said, this is one of the best last five minutes in like the last ten years. The last five minutes of this movie, I'm not going to spoil it, but it it kind of shockingly, like startlingly transitions to this like completely different time period, different space and we're like, what's going on? And you're kind of confused and then you start to understand what's happening and it's just, it ends up kind of bringing together this other thematic thread of like how, how fucked up, like our true crime obsession kind of is as a country and maybe as a war as the world. um, And then the last line is so good. The last line of the movie is so good. And it really like, it's cliche to say the whole like, Oh, it's a gut punch thing, but it really is. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny because I don't think this is a spoiler because he does this in a lot of his movies, but Martin Scorsese himself says that line um, oh. in character. Cause he acts too. And he does his little cameos. He was in so, Shark Tale. He was in Shark Tale. He <laughs> did not direct the movie sadly. Um, but yeah, he comes in. Sadly. <laughs> he comes in as the last line of the movie and completely sells it. And you're like, wow. Damn. So I thought it was great. I'm like, really excited that i saw it and now i can follow it like during award season where i hope it picks up some stuff nice and yeah i mean it's hard recommendation because of the commitment but if you're up but to I feel it
1: like okay if we're talking about like movies that are really long like oppenheimer it's like i think it's like you said some of them really are like they warrant the length and some don't and if we're going to talk if you're only going to sit through one of those two movies i as someone i saw Oppenheimer, it doesn't warrant the length so (laughs) i thought you liked
0: it though
1: i mean i enjoyed it but it was just like Mm. if we're talking about did it need to be that long like you said like yeah sure trim what you can trim There was quite a bit that could have been trimmed. Like every fucking Albert Einstein cameo that looked like a fucking Marvel cameo. Oh my God. Did not need to be in there, bro. Couldn't even understand what he was saying. Like,
0: that is so funny. Well, I will, yeah. I think this is worth the link. So if you're, if you were like me a week ago and you were kind of on the fence, this is me being like the Robin O'Reilly of your life and saying, you should go
1: see
0: (laughs) it. You should go. So. And I, I really am impressed with myself that I did not pee like that's
1: that's there, insane.
0: There has not been a single movie over three hours that I've seen in a theater that I did not get up to pee for. So I don't know what it was with this one, but I did not pee.
1: You were probably just distracted and didn't realize you had to pee.
0: I also that and I also did kind of make a concerted effort. Like the last thing I drank was at dinner at like 630. I was like, OK, I'm not drinking any more water. I peed right before I went into the theater. So maybe it was some good plan on my part, but you know, my bladder is small as hell. So,
1: yeah, I don't know, fam. We (laughs) got to get you checked out
0: (laughs) in some. Oh my God. Anyway, so Halloween is drawing to a close.
1: This is Halloween. (laughs) Should we play our own music as our outro? I guess we can't. That's not legal. I don't want
0: I don't want to get copyright struck. It's okay. Shit. Um the intro should be like bring back the editing. Spotify. Super Ugh. rude. I mean, I could like I could post on the subreddit and see if anyone answers me. I've I'm you always a, I'm a lurker on Reddit though. I've never posted anything.
1: Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> crazy. I, that's that's kind of a tough thing to be your first post.
0: I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. And I guess hope you had a good Halloween since you're not listening to this on Halloween.
1: Yeah. Hope everyone had a fun, safe, and bountiful Halloween.
0: Ely, I was just about to say bountiful. OMG?
1: Oh my god. We're so I funny. was
0: I was like gonna fill the void by saying bountiful and then you said it. That's crazy. Okay, um have a good night.
1: <laughs> have a good night.